Let, let, let's let's hit the record, Rob. Let's roll. <laughs> well, no, I, this is recording, Russell. A lot of people like it. Actually, I've been getting a lot of feedback saying to people saying, oh, Rob, I love it when you talk before the intro. That's really good. No, just kidding. Nobody ever talks to me about the show. You guys are getting texts all over the place. I'm the main host. I set all this up. I'm doing this. I'm, I'm thinking of new innovative ways to get into people's minds to teach them about music like we've taught Russell. And yet nobody ever texts me or said, oh, I like the podcast or I like this or I like that. You need new friends. All your friends around here. I, I really do. All my friends are like, what's the, what, what is it on F1 today? Can I bet on that? And it's like, oh, actually, I'm trying to spend time with my family. Don't worry about it, though. But he doesn't listen to the show, so he's not going to know. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. And he put in two bets that lost, too. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music excoriated the order and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. And, you know, I backed him on him, too, because I thought it'd be fun, but it wasn't. All opinions are our own <laughs> unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Beck did it better. See how, you see how everybody else followed right, right along with that bet today, too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we are right. Yeah. No, everybody else knew. They knew. I'm the sucker. We are all the way up to 135. And I'll tell you what. I know last week it sounded like I said 135, okay? But adjust your podcast player because I actually said 134 over and over, and it sounded a lot like a five. So this is actually real <laughs> 135. Uh, and from 1987, it's The Joshua Tree by you 2 You know, this album, I love it because it's kind of a tribute to our uh, national park system, okay? Or as Aaron calls it, places we can't get oil from. <laughs> uh, all right. He always, he always says it with such disgust. Yeah, he hates it. Energy crisis solved. Why do we all these liberals well, yeah. just drilling Joshua Tree? Yeah, Aaron literally has Aaron literally has a tattoo that says "Drill, baby, drill." <laughs> I love fracking, and it's two. It's it's one big drill drilling into a piece of wood, and then a small drill coming out. And he's like, "Oh my god, I thought I wore a condom." He, he spent an uncomfortable amount of time before this podcast <laughs> talking about laying pipeline. Oh. <laughs> I want to go back and say my punchline was it's a drill baby because there's a small drill, a drill that came baby. out. Okay. Drill I was baby. trying to think of two drills having sex, but that didn't sound safe. Listen, okay. Aaron does love to lay that pipeline through those wetlands. Those federally, those federally protected wetlands. <laughs> there's another joke there, Matt. One you want to squeeze out just a little bit? <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to come up with my lyric for my. what you're doing. All right, guys, let's let's almost, turn on almost no research, almost no research. Let's get to another part of the episode that nobody ever texts me about. It's the radio part where we act like it's a radio, but we know it's a song that I just made today instead of hanging out with my family. So let's listen right now. It's kind of true. I don't ever get comments What's on your parody songs. Never. Welcome to K episode we go along and we talk about what's going on this week what do we like and lately i noticed that aaron has been talking a lot about food whether it's spices he adds spices he hates sandwiches he's had or pasta what's he eating out but what's aaron's favorite meal these days oh yeah aaron always tells us a bunch about what he made and what he had for lunch Yes. Yeah, it's right. all about food. <laughs> he tries to distract me with dessert, but I always remember he's a huge pervert. Whoa! Don't fall 
for this ruse. He loves women without shoes. Oh yeah, Aaron loves me. It's true. That was a bait and switch. That's what Aaron called it. Aaron loves to go to the beach, sunglasses on so he can look at feet. He searches sexy feet on YouTube. He loves women no without shoes. Oh, loves women without shoes. Makes him stiff. Women without shoes. I don't know. I think a few. Uh, it's probably about a year ago. I think Matt told Rob that the the, the feet jokes were all played out, but I don't think so. I think back. back. I'm not Running laughing, back, guys. I'm not laughing. No laughs. No. <laughs> Talking about yeah. What did he you say? You're an advocate. I'm an advocate for Aaron. And his. Appreciate you, Matt. <laughs> yes. It almost sounds like Matt's kink shaming, and I hate to. I hate to say that we are a uh, pro kink podcast. We're not really a pro kink podcast, are we? We're just. Just a non-shaming. We're not, not anti-king. Yeah. Oh, good. Can you guys? You guys got to help out until I find this. I've... Some people like sex that is tame. For others, they like to treat it like a game. Some love boiling up rubber sheets. For people oh, no. like Garen, yeah, they love sniffing feet. They're kinks. They're kinks. But we'll explain. Well, no, I'm not going to explain the feet one. It's pretty obvious. They're kinks. They're kinks. I'm confused. They're kinks, but we'll never. Shame. No, never, never. Shame. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Listen, uh, I've got, I've got uh, uh, three guys here who want to talk about you too. They want to talk about the Joshua tree. I've got Russell in uh, Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing? Guys, I've climbed the high F's mountains. I've run through the fields only to podcast with you, but our listeners still haven't found what they're looking for. Oh, and I've got Matt in Minneapolis. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Well, when I got the text that we were going to be recording tonight, I, I wanted to run. I wanted to hide. <laughs> yep. But I'm I'm happy to be here with you tonight. I'm extremely excited. This is awesome. I can't, can't wait. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> well, and I was worried because I got a private text. You know, I normally don't share with you guys text chains I get with us, our co-host. But I got a private text from Aaron saying he, he might not be able to come tonight because he was invited to an edging party. He was invited to an edging party. An edging party? Yeah, he couldn't come. So uh, he's here tonight. So that's good. Uh, I've got Aaron in California. Aaron, how are you doing? Nothing. Can you t- while, Rob, Rob, you told me to wait on this bed of nails. Can I get off of here yet or what? Yes. Oh, I hate to tell <laughs> Let's you. Let's talk about you too. I had a number of bed of nails. Things lined up for Rob too. <laughs> All right. Nobody likes it. All week I've been waiting on this bed of nails. I just want to talk about you too with you guys. Rob said I got to wait here. Listen, guys, let's get right into the voicemail. Now, you might say to yourself, Rob, did you pick the same guy for the next two episodes and voicemails? Because the first one he leaves is certifiably insane. And you <laughs> don't want to trans you don't want to transcribe any more text messages to the back line. What? No, that's crazy. I got to make a nice one. Uh, a couple of things. 
Three things, actually, and then a question. Number one, uh, Rosie, I did mention Dusseldorf and then say the Netherlands. Uh, confusing times. Matt and I, we, we participated in a, a baseball outreach into uh, Germany and the Netherlands, and we spent a lot of time in Appledore in Holland and in Dusseldorf, Germany, with Cologne. A lot of things happened. Uh, it, it was a confusing time. It was a blast. It seems defeated. Uh, a trip of a lifetime, uh, so you can understand how oh, it made. No, let me be very clear right now. This is one message that's three minutes. I already edited part of this. I'm going to edit it. I'm post, still confused sure. why this is directed I don't to me. Know. I don't. <laughs> Did somebody say Dusseldorf? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, what's I, going I, on. I think. I think during a recent voicemail, Aaron called someone out for getting their geography wrong with some countries and cities. Oh no! Okay, now I feel bad. Oh, okay. I have so many stories from this trip too. Not well, we'll let's get through the voicemail. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, we got about a minute and fifteen I don't seconds want to of your story, up. so let's go through <laughs> it. Got a couple of locations confused. This is where uh, Matt and a couple other folks and listeners would uh, eat shawarma every day from downtown Appleborn. Um, you get a bunch of eighteen to twenty-two year olds going over to Europe, especially to places like uh, Amsterdam, and you'd think some bad things would happen. And in fact, the worst thing that happened was Steve from Bloomington sent the kid to the emergency room with a line oh. drive up the middle. Uh, Prestigious West his Bloomington. Face. Poor kid had to stay over there for for uh, uh, a couple of months just to... Now, I'm just going to say, what do you think is going to happen when Europeans play baseball? <laughs> I mean, just picture a guy right now. Oh, I am from Sweden. I love to catch a ground ball. You can just picture a ball bashing his face right in. Europeans and baseball just don't mix. <laughs> a little support, guys. I need a little support. I'm, Come on. I'm just listening. I'm looking. <laughs> with the pressure I'm trying to think. Going on planes. Anyway, so that was the worst thing that happened. Um, for all we know, I believe he did recover. He was fine. Uh, the fact of the matter was uh, a <laughs> handful of us. Uh, St. Old baseball players going over to Europe um, to, to spread the goodwill of baseball. We dominated uh, pretty pretty well, even <laughs> with a couple of American All Star teams. So it was it was quite fun. Yeah, uh, no shit. Thing, Aaron was. Uh, I think you referenced three conversations. We must have had sixteen because I believe you were involved with the NCAA tournament between the great uh, uh, three thirty six <laughs> versus. Oh, he wants uh, to bring that up. Where I do believe oh, you were man. part of that. It's really uh, going for the jugular from, from Colorado. <laughs> Probably Darren from uh, Darren from Jesus Christ. This voicemail, hey, Aaron. Can you explain what is the NCAA tournament? I, this always comes up. It's not my prettiest moment. I got really mad. We played some NCAA football tournament games against this other group of gentlemen. Uh, one of pod them was pod, us right? was a voicemail. Pod versus Pod, and I I got beat pretty handily. And I, I think I might have walked out before one of the games was over because no, 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 somebody no. was running the score Aaron, up on me. Aaron <laughs> had a game I, where he was losing in video game football. Lot. It by was like lot. 56 losing to nothing handily. in the fourth quarter. And the the person he was playing against on the last play of the game ran a fake punt for a touchdown. Yeah. Or went for two <laughs> or something like that. And Aaron got pissed. Literally did the throw the controller, smash the controller on the ground, and stormed out of the room. I walked out before the before the triple zeros. Yeah, <laughs> not my finest moment. Not my Wish finest. Wish that moment. I was on old Rocky Top. But, that's where. Uh, that's when I. That's when I've learned that song. But yeah, the caller is correct. That was that would have been our a great touchstone in our relationship. It's weird how we haven't kept in touch after that. I, I definitely did play this caller in a game of video game football where the only thing he was wearing was a cowboy hat and a thong. Oh. <laughs> I do you think that's kind of stolen valor, right? 
<laughs> like him wearing a thong. Doesn't that seem like something like I, I should have like naked cowboy? Doesn't that seem like something I should have done? Like I did I never did. <laughs> like he was but stealing your valor. I, yeah, he's stealing my valor that I think should be me, right? But he was, I guess he was more of the naked guy in college. I did get busted. Did you guys ever get busted naked? Have you ever been busted naked ever? And don't lie. Have not. Nope. I have not. No. I, no. And Aaron, that's also not true. What? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron was the guy we did a, I think we've talked about this before. The guy who, this person who called, remember when he wanted to throw the, the tobacco jug of tobacco spit yeah, on yep. him? Yeah. This guy organized, a, a, it was a scavenger hunt and you had to go do all these things and get points for like to win a thousand dollars. And one of the things was to wear nothing but pudding. And so Aaron definitely came walking out of my dorm room wearing right. nothing it's but true. pudding yeah. on his junk I, at one. A point. lot. I mean, it took a lot of pudding. Let's be honest. It was like <laughs> oh my seven god, like a shot glass down to your kneecaps. Yeah, I mean oh. that, 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 that takes a lot. <laughs> now, Aaron, I oh, listen. I how is this? I'm just going to ask one thing. <laughs> took a lot of pudding. <laughs> Aaron, what flavor of pudding was it? It was chocolate. It was chocolate pudding. So, oh, you know what? That's probably better. You're eating chocolate pudding right now. I apologize that that's what's happening. God, my parents listen to this podcast. Uh, thanks for the education, Dad. Appreciate it. You know it. what, Aaron? We've said it, I don't know how many times. If you didn't do dumb shit when you're younger, no. what are you going to talk about when you're older? You do it no, now. This yeah, is that's, just, you know, that's true. It's all and part honestly, of it. And honestly, I've told you guys this in confidence before, but that brown pudding sounds a lot like stolen valor for me with my condom I wore that was brown that one time and it threw me off. <laughs> that one time. <laughs> Rob, we, we did as freshmen in college. Like, I don't think this would, maybe it would fly. I don't know. It, it, I don't think this Uh-oh. would fly anymore. Who knows? But we did, um, there was a tradition where Women did the the stealing the men's underwear thing. So whether it was the tidy whities, the boxers, or oh, whatever, yeah. when we were yeah. freshmen, the women in our dorm definitely did the steal underwear from at least every guy in the dorm, strung them up in the front front yards. So that wasn't a naked thing, but that was definitely a like a your your stuff was getting put out there a little bit, right. if you will. Does that does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. But you, Russell, you've never gotten caught because I got I did I tell you like I I got caught my twenty first birthday. And I, I stripped all the way down. I went to the bar and got hammered, stripped all the way down, except for my socks and shoes. Okay. And at this point I was now totally nude running around the dorm. Okay. Well, not in, totally. It, well, yeah, not totally. Not what Aaron was. Not, not for Aaron. Socks. <laughs> Aaron's like, Aaron's crying about this story. Um, and I, in, in retrospect, probably not a great thing to do. Like have be naked with people haven't asked me to be naked. It's probably not a great thing, especially with me. Uh, and that's exactly what the security guard said when he walked up behind me and I was jumped up into the window by the hallway and I was yelling to somebody outside. And then I turned around and saw the security guard there and then ran approximately 15 feet into my dorm room and closed the door. And it was like, Oh, good. That solves that problem. So, so the, that was me. So the answer to the naked. question, have you ever been caught naked was everyone be quiet. So Rob can tell his story by being caught naked. That was <laughs> no answer what? to that question. How about how about you, Matt? Did you ever have a, a naked moment? No, I can't think of one. I definitely followed this caller on a scooter while he was driving around on a scooter with just a red solo cup covering him up. And <laughs> it was on I think it was de- it was like father daughter weekend kind of yeah. thing. And so Oh no. It was it was impressive. He's just, hey, how you doing? And you know, half the dads are laughing their ass off, like, yeah. this is awesome. The yeah. Other, how dare he, you know, kind of a thing. So yeah. it was, it was pretty funny. Pretty and then funny. I come out and I'm like, uh, folks, there's a, 
Those aren't chocolate sprinkles and pudding. It's not chocolate sprinkles and brown pudding. That's just my pubic hair and my very dark penis. I don't know why it looks like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Is there more to this? Do we have more or can I get into uh, this? No, Matt, that was all there was to the call. There's absolutely nothing interesting left after that, at the end of that call. So. <laughs> we can edit that. Yeah, let's move on. And I think it's time for us to get into rolling. The only thing about that trip over to... Uh, that trip over, we were we were in Holland, we, we were in Germany, and so we saw that ACDC was going to be playing like a half hour away from where we were staying. So it was Lars from, we'll just say Iowa now, Steve from prestigious West Bloomington, I think John from Edina, I mean, we the caller, be. and I, we hopped on a train, we went to the Munich Stadium or whatever to see... Uh, ACDC and John from Edina promptly fell asleep and we were in the back <gasps> row of the upper deck and John fell asleep at the concert. So that's oh, how much, fell that's how excited he was. So. At an ACDC concert? Yeah. <laughs> well, if it had been Chris Ledoux, maybe he'd have stayed awake. Oh, exactly. You would think the Hell's Bells would be the perfect alarm, right? You'd wake up, boom, you'd be like, yes, let's go. Uh, listen, uh, Rolling Going. So here's a new thing I'm going to do after listening to the last couple episodes where everyone who had a good Rolling Going went last, and it really sucked. Does anybody have a good one for tonight? I might edit this out, but does anybody have a good one, like one they think is going to be funny? Nope. No. <laughs> so I think I, I think this the recording tonight I might have my two weakest rolling goings that I've had since we've started. Does that mean you want me to go first? No, I want somebody good to go first. Okay, I'll, I'll go I'll, first. I'll, okay, you go first. I'll go first. Listen, guys, I've got a major problem in my life. Okay. And that is there's one thing I've always counted one? on. Yeah, major one major it problem. It doesn't have anything to do with boils or anything like that, does it? No, no. <laughs> but don't check out the Beck Did a Better TikTok, what it's into. I have, <laughs> listen, I want to apologize to you guys. I have wrecked the Beck Did a Better TikTok. It is like a weird mix of women in bikinis and popping blackheads. And it never. You don't. So I was right. <laughs> it's, it's such a <laughs> going back and forth. It's crazy. Not do not get out of there. It's not just terrible. Oh my God. I feel like an animal when I'm not using my, why are you, why are you apologize? Is, is this something that's going to like affect us? Or you think that we actually go like watch the Beck did a better TikTok? What? Wait, we I don't know. I think if you went on there and you saw like who we're following, it's this weird amalgam of like a lot of like <laughs> wrestling stuff right now. And then like, Rob, I'm, gonna, and- I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to break the news to you. What? None of this surprises either of us, mm. anybody on this podcast mm. that Not you're into weird shit and have a weird TikTok. Yeah. So we're all good, man. Don't worry about it. You be you. We're all right. For the, for the sake of clarity, Rob, I've also, when you send out TikTok links to us, I have never once clicked on any of them. <laughs> Aaron one. did the other day. Aaron did the other day. And it was a good I one. I click on them. I watch them in the browser. Yeah. I don't, I haven't downloaded the TikTok. Did you see the yet. one where they, where the Dudley boys body slam Mae West? I mean, come on. That was so good. <laughs> Wait, anyway, I probably saw that. In, was, in a real show. Oh my God. Right. So good. Listen, but I've got a problem. I've got a major problem. There's one thing in my life I've always counted on. And that is that anytime people start talking about cooking, when I was younger, we had kids. And so I, I got on a recipe website where they would give you a recipe for every day of the week. You went and got the ingredients. It was kind of like, and so I was using it and I would like is, in, interact with them on social media. And so this company, said, hey, can we interview you as the stay-at-home dad? At the time, I was a stay-at-home dad for this cooking company. And I was like, yeah, sure. So uh, there was a huge webpage they made with me talking about it. And it said, Kitchen Hero, Rob, and then my yes. last name. 
And anytime we would talk about any, you know, anytime you talk about cooking at work, you know, with friends or whatever, you'd be like, well, I don't know. Just Google kitchen hero, Rob, see what comes up. And my picture in the article would Rob instantly Pete. come up and I'd be like, hell yeah. Everybody thinks they have taken the site down. I don't oh. know. Where it there is no, if you Google somebody, I did it the other day and somebody Googled it and says, doesn't say anything. So now I look like a fool and a liar to that person. And I had to explain like, no, there used to be a site that had me in the kitchen. That's the saddest thing I've ever heard in my life. You can bring it back, right? I texted it to Jenny and she said, devastating. It was her quote. She was like, this is bad. devastating. It's your whole identity. But wait, why did you never tell us about that? We've been doing this podcast for three years. I never heard about it. I I was just, and you know what? It was a really good picture of me too. I looked really buff when I was doing it and now it's gone. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Cause I, I did all the cooking and then eventually I had to stop because Jenny said all the meals I made were way too fatty. I was like, yeah, that's why they're so good. They're delicious. Right. Plus it didn't make sense when I had like a five-year-old and a three-year-old and I was making like Cajun jambalaya on rice. And they were like, can we just have cheese and white bread? And I was like, no, you'll enjoy this kimchi soup. (laughs) (laughs) So so this kind of used to be your claim to fame on the internet, Rob. If people were looking for you, this is what they would have found and you would have been proud of that. And now it's gone. 100%. Yeah. It's kind of disappointing, isn't it? Oh, it's, I, it's, it, it really feels like, I feel like my show is on HBO and they deleted it and like, nobody's ever going to know about it. Nobody's it's, it's a, it's actually a pretty big part, a joke in my life that's gone. Like my, one of my standby jokes. And it might surprise you. I have a number of standby jokes that I go to when I need to. What if, what if one day this podcast was deleted from the internet, Rob, how would that make you feel? Oh, I wouldn't feel anything because I must be dead because there's no way you'll ever pry this out of my cold, dead hands. Although I did think it was very sweet. I texted you guys the passwords for all of our stuff to make sure you can log in and like update the. And somebody wrote back, is everything okay? And I was like, well, that's yeah. nice. I, well, yeah, I was like, you're out here like it training. It myself. I'm you're, you're, like, you're training very heavily, intensely. You know, yeah. you're of that age where like the Widowmaker I'm can the same happen. Guy I was that like, like nice to you. Yeah. Wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. And I don't know. There's something about me. You look at, you think to yourself, Oh, imminent death for sure. So I better, you know, just <laughs> no. keep tabs to make sure. Cause it would be a bummer. Wouldn't it? If we just had like, I think the worst would be if I passed away and we had like three episodes that were ready to be uploaded. We couldn't, you guys were like, I have no idea. I can't do anything. Yeah. Let's call Jenny and ask her for the passwords. And she'd be like, what? Passwords? She'd be like, My phone is on the freeway. So I can't, <laughs> can't answer right now. <laughs> You needed to burn that thing to DVD long ago. You needed to like make some physical copies of this thing. I know. And meanwhile, my, my video where I put hot sauce on my feet is still out there. You know what I mean? Like that's the one thing people know me from. That's the thing your kids are going to remember. Just terrible. Okay. So listen, my plan to ask who had a good rolling going instead of it happening organically <laughs> did not work. The, I'll say this. If that is our best one, we might as well just go to the dig and the, the triangle at the end right now. <sighs> oh, come on. But there are a lot of things like that though, Rob, right? Like, I mean, you will never play a football game ever again, right? And you, for, for yeah. the people that don't know, Rob was the center on the football team at St. Olaf and was very, very good at his job. I was like this podcast. And all that stuff, right? But like, there's, there's, there's chapters in life, and this is, you know, maybe not so big, but it's, this is one of the chapters. Mm-hmm. You could easily go and find that you were the kitchen hero, right? Yeah. And now it's gone. And like, it's just suddenly drops like that. And all of a sudden you got to move on to the night. And just so I, I feel for you a little bit because now, I mean, now what are you going to do? Yeah. When people ask you, you know, anything in- interesting about you? It's just not as good when I'm like, oh yeah, I have two gold points in bridge. If you look my name up, like that's exciting. <laughs> that's cool. When I play competitive bridge, that's a normal thing for a guy to do. 
Right. How about you, Aaron and Matt? What what would people find about you, or like, what do you think? What do you want your legacy to be of, of something you, unique or interesting that's that's about you? I I I kind of feel like when I mean that's a little different, right? Like the the googling the googling Rob and then the kitchen hero. I sure, mean, that's just that's a pretty good party trick in itself, right there, just to have that pull up. But you know, I don't know. I mean, I kind of like moving you know, on to the next chapter in life and just kind of letting the other one just hang out there and let your buddies talk about it and things like yeah. that. I don't know. So maybe for like three or four straight episodes, they leave voicemails reminding you of stuff you've done and we get a good laugh out of it. And video game. But like land. Aaron, do if people are looking up Aaron, do they see that you were ever in an opera or anything like that? I would, that's the one thing I, yeah, that's, shows? that's the one thing I would have said is I, I don't think if you just Googled me, that would show up because I wasn't in anything that prominent. You'd have to get pretty Not, far down into the Google that results. Was high level enough where they had a website. I don't, I mean, they had websites, but I, yeah, I don't think, I don't think it would come up. So I, I, yeah, that would be the only thing is it would be great if anything I did on stage would, would be on the internet anywhere. And Rob's trying to pull well, it right we were now. like, it's just happening. We were just so. old enough where we couldn't, you know, where it wouldn't just automatically be up there. Right. I feel like yeah. in like 2006, all of a sudden everything is all of a sudden on YouTube or something like that. But everything we did before that. And this is all that comes up when you Google Aaron. He's, yeah. <laughs> so weird. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. If I had a calling card, it would be nice. If anything from my performing career. He's putting persisted. so much hot sauce on there. But it turns out oh, I've been usurped by hot sauce oh, on feet. Far more views. My mouse doesn't work anymore. Look at the All right. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Never mind. My battery died. I can't click. I can't get out of it. (laughs) Rosie, roll a goat. How's it going with you? Uh, It's going all right. So I've been thinking about um, we're into March in the school year. I think some school districts are on spring break. Mine is not yet. And I'm starting to understand, Rob, like this feels like this shit is really the dog days of the school year, man. Oh. Like, so my kid's in kindergarten. Yeah. And at the beginning of the year, I signed up to be the, the volunteer coordinator for <laughs> library time. Oh. So all, all that meant was I had to make sure there was a volunteer for library hour on, it was yeah. Thursday morning, now it's Friday morning. So it was You're my coordinating job. coordinating the coordinators. It was my job to make sure a, li- a volunteer showed up. But it's sort of become like, I mean, so we live super close to school. I live two minutes from school. So what's your name? You want to volunteer at the library? Okay, let me just do a quick Google here. Let's see what. Yeah, fuck yeah. Okay, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if this is really a thing. If I Google Aaron's feet, what comes up? Oh, it's only 35 songs that somebody is talking about. It's been my job to coordinate volunteers. And and it wasn't even my main. I was was like the backup coordinator, but I've had to like step in uh, and from time to time. And then it sort of morphed into, well, if no one else can do it, I'll go ahead and go over and volunteer in the library because I'm really close by and I yeah. often can move my work schedule around. Oh, you're so, so sweet. Here, this was no problem. Like there were plenty of volunteers. It was never a problem, but it has gone. It is super dried up. Like now every yeah. week I send a message like, Hey, here's your weekly reminder that, um, you know, there's volunteer slots in the library and then like no one's signing up. So this last Friday, I was watching the volunteer thing, hoping somebody else would sign up. Two weeks ago, my friend Brendan, props to Brendan, who is the head T-ball coach of my son's team, showed up for for library. So props to Brendan for showing up. 
And this last weekend, I was like on Friday, it got, got the Thursday night. I put out the Hail Mary. Nobody wanted to do library. So I signed up to do. God, you uh, got to start shaming these people, Rosie. Yeah. So I did the library. That was on Friday morning at nine. And this morning I woke up with pink eye. So I'm starting to understand oh. Oh. why no one oh. wants to be in the library anymore oh, with my the God. children. So that's <laughs> how it's really going with me. Rosie, all you got to do, you keep, do you keep attendance on who's actually volunteered and who hasn't? Yeah, I know who has. Yeah. Okay. You got to send out an email. Yeah. You know, there's only one that's in the actual word that you could see, Rosie's wife yeah. at gmail.com. Then everybody else is BCC. If you're getting this email, you have not volunteered this year. Right. And we need you to uh, p- pull your weight by the end of the year. Yeah. Let's you just shame these people. Matt. One week. Rebecca. One week. Chris. Yeah. yeah. Greg. Fucking Greg. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Greg. Let's Folly, go. All y'all. Yeah. Right. I would, I would send an email doing the opposite. I would say thank you to these people for volunteering. Yeah. Or that, or that, these yeah. Go only. that way. Yeah. See, he's out. He's out in Oakland, though. They go. A little, they don't go passive aggressive in Oakland. They just go right at it. Apologies to all the kids that had to be out with pink eye. Listen, that's on me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like farting on my pillow. So yeah. So then yeah, I had to run down for some eye drops today. That's, I was. I took a picture of the pharmacy chair for you guys because I had to go get my, oh, my eye my drops. God. So you couldn't sit in it though, did you? No, of course I didn't sit in. No, no way. It was sick. It was gross looking chair to even just covered in pink <laughs> yeah. eye. Not not gonna do it. Yeah. Do you think the pharmacist ever looks out and sees the person sitting in there? He's just like, I fucking hate yeah. my life. <laughs> Like, why would someone sit yeah. there? Why can't this chapter of my life close and move on? It's terrible. So, Aaron, you you have currently have pink eyes, so you're waking up and your eyes are all crusty and shut and everything? Yeah, I woke up this morning with a crusty, shut eye. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so that was unfortunate. We had, like, we had plans today with friends. Nope, those are out. Like, friends aren't going to come over and hang out and have lunch with you when you have pink eye. You feel like a pariah. So, what? If, so hey, so what have we learned? What have we learned about volunteering, Rosie? Yeah. Man, you guys listen. I'm you. You are right. I'm trying in way too, only leads to failure. I'm in way too that. deep. I'm, I've been doing the fundraising for the walkathon. Now I got to figure out. I got Ruth. I got the wrong uh, logo for Ruth. I got her web logo. I need the t-shirt logo instead. Now she's not responding to me. I got. I'm. It's it's too yeah. much. You guys what, are right. What are you? What are you be. fundraising for, Aaron? For the walkathon. For the PTA. No, like what? No, for what? Aaron, Russell, what schools? What proceeds for what? Schools are nonstop fundraising, Russell, all the what, time. What, what, I don't all the get, time. Why don't, why don't parents just all fork in a little money and not have to do all the work? We do. We do. And, and, and they do, but they also are like, okay, they're going to have, and then get ready to when they're like, okay, your kid, if your kid sells 3,600 <laughs> magazine subscriptions, they, they will still get, get those weebles or whatever. Yeah, they will we get, get every we rubber duck. My kids went through a thing where they're like, dad, we can get every kind of rubber duck. I was like, I will give you $50 each to not have me deal with this shit. I don't want to. Yeah. And then, cause you know, the guys who run that shit too, the fundraisers are the skeeziest, sketchiest guys. Like imagine your whole life is going around running fundraisers at public elementary schools and taking half the profit for literal work that kids do selling catalogs and like magazines and stuff. It's such bullshit. 
fucked up repugnant shit right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's ugh. <clears throat> no, my job, I told you, guys, my, my job ended up being the guy who's like cold calling local businesses. Like, hey, do you want to oh. sponsor the walkathon and be Jeez, on the t-shirt? People don't even want that for their real job, let alone to have to do it for free. Yeah, it's, it was it was a bad move. It was a bad move. Oh. But I think I think now I think I just signed up for a two year term being the vendor management coordinator oh. at my oh school. My God. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, I was like, I don't think I'm doing that great at this walkathon fundraising thing. And then they're like, hey, here's doing the walkathon fundraising. Why don't we sign him up for the other thing? This is one of those things where when you die and you're at the pearly gates or whatever, sick fetish, you're at the pearly gates or whatever. They don't give you extra credit for doing that type of thing. Like there's no part of life where they say, Damn, you know what? We appreciate that you volunteered for two years at that elementary school. You know what? And your kid's not going to know either. That's the right? other thing. You got to yeah. wait till like high school where your no. kid actually knows they actually no, care. Well, guess what? Aaron will be doing it in high school because I can tell you from experience, those parents get on the list and you yeah, they call the them constantly. They're like, these parents, and it's, they're just like, they are idiots. And we circle it with big letters and we write idiot all around it because we know those idiots. parents will come in at our yeah. beck and call at any time. Oh, we need somebody to sell treats yeah. outside the basketball game. Oh, we need somebody to drive all the kids to yeah, a hockey I'm, game three hours away. Aaron's like, okay, I'll do it. I'm on the list, man. So that's, that's how it's really going with me, man. I got pink eye. I got saddled with volunteer management duties. It's, it's rough out here. That's terrible. How's it really going with Matt? But I will say this, my rolling going was better than Aaron's. And if you think that's true too, do hashtag Rob to the Bex line. Two, uh, 802 back. Robbie. Here, I just thought you guys might want to just hear about my life because I thought you were here because you care about me. But I guess I was wrong. If you think Aaron complaining about elementary school kids is better, go hashtag Aaron to the Beck line. Okay, let's see. I won't even tell you about computer class. That shit was terrible. <laughs> go ahead, man. I, uh... I, I've had a conversation. This is a while ago. It's on the list, but I don't think that I should ever go to Las Vegas for work ever again. Uh Oh, because I was talking to this guy and he was in, you didn't do the catch anything on the Peloton seat. Did you (laughs) Did not catch anything? No, did not catch anything. But he was talking about that. His, he was a medical device sales rep. Okay. Okay. And it's, they make a, a crap ton of money if they do it well, but they're also just the, again, it's a, it's a different breed of people that can, you know, be going that hard drinking and entertaining and happy hours yeah. and all this for medical. So, and so it's Network. a different breed of people and they can't just fire them, you know? So what this guy's company used to do is they would send new people who weren't going to work out. They would send them to Vegas and then they would get them all fucked up and have them just mess up something. Oh, no. You know, either talking to a vendor. Setting them up for failure. Setting oh, them up terrible. for failure. And that's that was their double secret way of how they oh. got people fired. Ah, oh, your expense report. You know you're not supposed to do this. We got to get rid of you. Kind of oh, thing oh my like God. That. Listen, HJ can stand for anything. Okay? There's a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> There's a medical device. What does could HJ stand for? Heart? Heart jammer. Okay? I, I think we sell, oh, you know the O200? The heart jammer, I've been selling that. Okay, but then you know, but they were talking about like there was there was these salesmen, and they would have to get, they would have to get like seven grand in cash advances off of their company credit card because they were taking people to the strip clubs. Yeah, and I'm like, what? Whoa! Like that just seemed out of control. So I don't know. PSA for anybody who's out there, if if your company's sending you out to entertain people in Vegas, I think you just say no. This year's getting set up for failure. You know, like and it, it, the whole the whole work thing, and, and yeah, I, I'm not going to ask Russell to weigh in too much on some of this stuff because we don't need that out there in the world. But you know, like my there, my company still has like company cell phones, like 
you know, back when cell phones first came out, everybody just got a company cell mm-hmm. phone, right? So the old guys in the office still have company cell phones. And the one guy's like telling all the new analysts like, hey, well, the company will pay for a cell phone. And so then the analysts are like, well, this will be fun. You know, they'll get it. We'll get a company. I go, do not get a company cell phone. Do not do that. So the first time you accidentally like yeah. look at the wrong website or something oh, like that, so they so know so and you get in trouble. Hey, uh, I got two phones. I got a company phone. I got two phones, man. Yeah, but, you, I gotta, but I got a personal. How much phone do you protect that thing phone? of like not looking at anything or just using a straight I don't look phone at, calls? I text Anna in an emergency on my company phone. That is it. I don't use oh, it for anything yeah. personal. Not because you, you hear know, of like you hear that's like, not my phone. That's their phone. I'm not going to miss a toe emergency. I'm going to bust <laughs> if I don't see some toes. It's an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mess with it. I don't do anything personal on my company phone. The teachers, Rob, I've heard teachers have great stories about like their kindergartners getting an iPad sent home. Oh. And then all of a sudden there's all sorts of porn oh, on it from, oh. day, you know, so then they have to have, they have to have conversations with the parents like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these are school issued <laughs> devices. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard good stories. Aaron, maybe you're better off not having people volunteer. You don't need these sickos around. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe maybe that's why no one's volunteering. Really. Hey. Well, I got busted with the porn last time. So hey, let me see that magazine catalog. Mm. Okay, never mind. Mm, pass me that <laughs> Wings of Fire book. I yeah. don't know if that's not. They're probably not even pissing any of these. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Russell Roland going, how's it going with you? Roland going with me. I, I now know we're in the middle of the NCAA tournament right now. I was curious. Uh, I know we're doing some um, definitely legal gambling where we're not Super routing legal. money through Venmo to <laughs> across, New York City. Across where state gambling lines. is legal. <laughs> we're definitely not doing that. But I was asking, um, this was the first year, one of the first years where I never filled out a bracket or anything. Are you guys still into filling out brackets and doing that type of thing? Or have you reached the age where you just don't care anymore? I mean, somebody did send you a bracket to fill out for $10 to get in on a, you know, a friendly little wager with everybody. Russ didn't join because I said your kids could be in it. I know why he didn't join. I said it was kid friendly and Russ was like, absolutely not. Will not participate. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you why I didn't join in a second, but I'm curious. Did, did, are you guys into that type of thing or not? I, you know, so yeah, with the kids now, just for the boys, yeah. boys are 11 and seven, right? Like, and now they're kind of getting into it and. Fucking Leo won like second place a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So now he thinks it's easy money. And I think he's in second. Well, he was at the beginning of the day, he was in second place. Mm-hmm. And so again, he thinks it's easy money and he's really good at picking, you know, it's so, but then at work, um, just started one just for the fun of it with, you know, no money or anything. Cause it's like, well, just, just be a part of it, you know, yeah. kind of a thing with just to get people to be a part of it, but nothing serious, you know, it's not no like $500 buy-in brackets or anything like that. So I don't really care if I do one anymore, but if I can just easily fill one out and submit it easily or, you know, then have at it. But gone are the days of worrying if like, you know, Duke's matchup against Tennessee is going to be something that we, you know, need to worry about the four versus the five, you know, know, who cares? I, I do it, Russell, because it's a talking point for my sisters and my parents. But other, I so I run a bracket thing. But other than that, like I used to print them out and highlight all the wins and cross out all the losses and really keep track. And now I haven't even checked to see how I'm doing. I, I it's just getting just getting old is the worst. Mm-hmm. How about you, Aaron? Do you fill one out anymore or not? No. And honestly, it's because the number one thing I'm learning about sports gambling is that it's way more fun when you stop thinking you know what you're doing. If you just yes. 
Choose yep. a strategy and stick to your strategy. And if it wins, it wins. If it loses, it loses. It loses, it loses. But you know what you were cheering for. Yep. That's way more fun than trying to be like, oh, I think I know how this is going to go. So that's what I've learned from gambling with you guys. A group makes it all more fun, too, like where you're actually yes. talking about. Where the bracket stuff because everybody's picking different stuff. It's more fun to all be on the same side. Yeah. So, Rob, I, I didn't sign up for your bracket. And yes, you're probably right. If I knew there were kids involved, I probably wouldn't have played because of that. But the real reason <laughs> I, I didn't sign up for this is actually something that's coming up. I'm in, I don't know if you guys do fantasy baseball, those yep. types of things. I'm in a couple leagues at that, and I'm I'm missing deadlines. I'm just not prepared. And I've realized, like, I have just stopped reading stuff recently. I, mm. I, I, when I'm, we've got a text chain with about 13 of our buddies and some guy named 1420, who I'm still not really sure who it is, <laughs> but we've got this text chain and I, I was the guy on a work who bets thing. On F1, so let me tell you, I, I didn't have my, my phone on and cause it kind of what didn't have my phone up all the time. And I would look and I'd see like 185 missed text messages. <laughs> so Normal. I'd pull it up and I'd read like the first two or three and then just be like, nope. And I'd scroll right to the bottom. <laughs> so I've reached the point where not only am I missing text chains, but like, I'm getting emails from buddies about like fantasy baseball. Yep. Like I'm offering you this trade. I got nothing. nothing. I'm ignoring them all. Yep. I'm just, not, I'm not even deleting them. I'm you not guys, even clicking on them. You wouldn't believe the amount of time them. I spend editing my texts for that text chain just to make sure they're nice and tight for Russell. And then it, I turn, turns out he's not even reading no, them. Not even reading and them. And I'm sending just, like can, three to four to five, six, seven a day. Sometimes all in a row. <laughs> nobody responds. I still send them. And Russell's not even reading them. That's so weird. I would like to read it, but it just becomes there's a point where it, it just doesn't work, right? Like if you've got 100 and 200 messages yeah. and they're continuously going, you're not going to well, take 20 minutes to read a lot of times. Are you guys they're referencing like something that just happened in a basketball game? And so I was like, well, I don't even understand the, the, the context of this at all. You know, Russell, I got roped into a fantasy league this year at work for no cash, mm -hmm. no nothing. And everybody would come up and talk to me and be like, wow. And I had a great team. I had the best team probably of any fantasy I've ever had. Paid zero attention to it ever. And people come up to me like, wow, close one this weekend, huh? And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, I have no idea. I never changed my lineup, never did anything. I was like, yep, yep. And they were like, God, you're, this is so, they just would talk to me about it endlessly. And I was like, I don't, guys, I, this is the least important thing in my life right now. So, so I am in, I'm in a couple fantasy baseball leagues and I essentially continue just to do it just for the camaraderie of the draft or hanging out with my buddies or mm -hmm. whatever. But there's a weird feeling in knowing at one point I was somewhat respected in these leagues. Like I knew the players I was trying to win. Yeah. I, I made moves and everything. And I'd say for about a four to five year period now, I've just been out to lunch. Yep. I don't know any of the players. I don't ever change my lineup. I ignore trade offers. I remember I was at a draft last year where like, the guy who I would say would previously had been considered like the idiot in the league was officially making fun of me. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. Yeah. So what do you guys think about like now you're the idiot in the league? Do you keep doing it and just show up for the fun or, or what do you do? Oh, yeah. You keep showing up and who cares? Russell, who cares? Uh, uh, Somebody, I some guy who used to be the idiot cares <laughs> that, he, that he's better at fantasy baseball than you now. Like, come on. I think Russell, you know, the, so. the problem is only a real piece of shit would quit a fantasy league. I was the Pile idiot in the league for at least five years before I decided to get out. So I, I, I oh, definitely yeah, did the idiot in the league bit, and now I'm out. So I, you, know, you can do a little both. And, and then my last question would be, you were kind of mentioning this, Rob, about the league you're in. I've also reached the point where I'm not really sure, like, I'll be at the bar. Like, I was at a bar with a coworker, someone, they started talking about the tournament. And I was like, like, they asked me, like, who are the one seeds? And I was like, I have no clue. No. I don't know the one seeds. Mm -hmm. I don't know the seeds. I don't know who won the big 10. I don't know anything. Do you guys try to play it off? Like you still know what's going on or do you just like, dude, I have no clue. What, what do you do? Do you, do you, do you play the game or do you just throw your hands up? 
with college sports, I just say the NCAA is a cartel, and I don't believe in it. So I'm not. I'm not going to pay attention. Oh, these kids get a free college and they get NIL money. Like parents <laughs> all mad about it. It's like you know, get, they're getting an education. Why do they care? Uh, <laughs> you took that totally the wrong way. I've 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 done everything. Russell just podcast now. I have to keep us on stuff because I've got like like I have to keep on top of New York sports because I teach. I got to know what's going on to talk to these kids. I got to know what's going on like youth culture a little bit. So I'm on TikTok. That's the only reason. And it turns out youths are way big into bikini babes and blackheads, which is pretty cool because that's what I'm into too. Um, is too. Walk around New York City. I'm constantly wearing noise canceling headphones. I have never once taken my headphone off and said to somebody, what'd you say? And then been happy with whatever has come out of their mouth next. Like I just ignore everybody who tries to talk to me all the time. Are we done? Is that it? Is that our tri- Did everybody go? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have, we should have, we should have cut that Listen, whole forty minutes. No, I know the best. Listen, hashtag Rob, hashtag Russ, hashtag Aaron, hashtag Matt. Who had the best rolling going? And don't say not Rob, just because you know I'll be furious. Okay, and I'm also the only one who sees all the results from the backline. Don't, don't troll me. All right, He's let's get taking in. feedback. Let's get into the album. Oh yeah, I mean, I am getting. Um, oh no, not this one. Where is the? I, th- I can never find this one. Oh, talk about the album. There it is. I'm getting, I thought of you guys because I'm getting evaluated as a teacher this year. And I was like, yes. Okay, better not say shit about my teacher. I'm so good. I'm can you best. please make a rolling going about your evaluation? Oh, my God. That's all I want. That's all I well, want. Well, I now. noticed you yelled and screamed at a lot of the kids when they tried to approach you. And then something very bad happened when one tried to get you a catalog to buy magazines out of. Uh, listen. <laughs> We are talking about Josh, the Joshua Tree, our second U two album on the list. We've already oh, done. Gosh. We've already done. Uh, what was the other one we did? Uh, we Act Two, Baby, baby. Um, and I claimed vociferously that this was a better album. So we will see if that is correct. Uh, this is the album that basically it's their fifth album. This is the one that made them superstars in the U.S. Like they were popular before. This made them absolute number one, like hit U two that you know and love. This album ended up winning Album of the Year. Uh, which they uh, they went against. Listen to this. Listen to this. Murderous Rove albums that they beat. Whitney by Whitney Houston. Okay. Oh wow. Bad by Michael Jackson. Oh trio, geez. which is actually we talked about that. Dolly Parton, Linda Ronstadt, and Lou Harris. They were up for that. Oh, yeah. And then Sign of the Times by Prince. And they decided Sign of the Times. They decided that this is the best album of Man, the year. They even did the Irish spelling on Sign of the Times, and they still beat him. That's that's easy. <laughs> I cannot think of anything clever to that. Is that you think that's what Prince was doing? It was like St. Patty's Day. He was like sitting at home, yeah. taking 100%. a uh, shamrock shake. He's yeah. like, ooh, <laughs> this is my mama's milkshake. I love this stuff. I didn't, did anybody get a shamrock shake this year? I, in, I, I intended to get one, and I didn't. I never made it. Can you not get one anymore? Did they shut that down right away? I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm asking. Oh, my God. My kids came home on St. Patrick's Day. They're like, Dad, there are so many people out in the city right now drinking. And I was like, oh, you're right. I got to go. Uh, the theme of this album was America, myth, and the reality of America. And basically, uh, what happened was Bono, after after his last album, Forgettable Fire, was more of like a soundscape kind of experimental album. And he hung out with Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, and they were talking about blues and country. And Bono was humiliated that he didn't know anything about these albums because Bono had grown up a punk fan. All he knew was punk music. So he basically did the very cool Bono thing where we talk about a little bit with Rattle and Hum. Um, but he got way into like blues and soul and gospel music. And so he tried to incorporate that into this album and, uh, he tried to make an album that was a little bit more focused with this one, uh, but still had all the layers that were in their last album, which is why we get the sound that we do on this album. 
And what they really want in this album was a cinematic quality to the songs that would make you visualize being outdoors in the great spaces of the United States. And it really, I think it does evoke that. Like when you realize that this album kind of takes on a whole new meaning because it does sound big. It sounds like huge. And it's awesome that this guy was like, hey, you know what kicks ass? Outdoor spaces in America. And it's like, yeah, actually, you know what, fucking Bono? You're fucking wrong. right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is he is pretentious. We, there's no doubt. But he's also right. Like he's not wrong about that much. Okay. And Matt actually give me a big thumbs up. He loves the stuff. Uh, this album sold 16.7 million albums. It's above Purple Rain. It's above Whitney Houston and right below Hybrid Theory. Now, do you guys want to tell me who, what, what album is Hybrid Theory? Tribe Called Quest, isn't it? No, that's the low end theory. Hybrid Theory, of course, is by Linkin Park. This was beat out Lincoln by Linkin Park. Park in album sales, which just Lincoln shows. Linkin Park sold 17 million albums? Yeah, and can you wonder why our nation is in shambles right now? But Linkin Park is one of the best-selling <laughs> albums of all time. Uh, so let's get into the Joshua Tree, guys. We've had a couple albums now where they've had three murderers in a row. I mean, this is a banger after banger. Where the streets have no name. Oof. Quintessential U2 opening here, right? I mean, really, no one else sounds like this to my mind. I'm sure there are listeners who can tell me someone else who they sound like, but they're really unique. Matt, I don't know. We'll see what you think of this album, but what do you think of this as an opener? I thought this was about as as fantastic of an opener as you get. Like, it kind of builds, builds, builds. I used to, and then I saw this documentary about... David Evans and how he makes this and everybody thinks he's just a complete fraud for you know how he does this like overdubbing to get to get to where this is and so yeah from like a studio album yeah it's great and this line right here you know like it did it opens up to what Rob was just talking about about being in the open spaces right like yeah it's great opener you're saying that he couldn't actually do this live no I don't think he can you know and I don't I, I don't really have I can't say that with definitive knowledge, but I don't think that you can do that live. That's actually that's, that's an int- that's a very cool point because it's going to come up next week too. Because the like the studio as an instrument had yep. a long history, kind of starting with Sgt. Pepper's, and so if they're still doing it in 1986, you know, it's it's an interesting thought. Like, do you care about how the thing was produced, or do you just like to hear how it sounds? Yeah. Next up, so you're like, wow, that song rocked my face off. Better get to the next one. This was nominated for Song of the Year. Is beat by Graceland, which is, I'm sure, bon Bono that some apartheid breaking guy beat him in this, but uh, it was inspired by gospel and really set up by the by uh, the drum beat here. They like the drum, which is a lot of toms. I don't know if I hear gospel in this one. I'm mean, gonna guess it's kind of this plaintive melody. It feels like the first, know. you know, the first. This like right this. here. This is it. Yeah. God, I love so this sound. I know it's big. I know it's like. I like the song. I just was questioning the gospel influence. The gospel's a huge genre. Like, gospel's not a yeah either. Yeah. This is a fantastic album for the opening three when it comes to commercial hits, yes. right? Like these, everyone had these on their Winamp players. These are all on right. your players, These are massive right? hits. Not everybody. I have never pushed play on this album or any of these songs on purpose in my life, but I do like the songs. Wow. 
So next up was actually the lead single off this album. Uh, and I love the waveform of this if song. If you look at it on my player here, it just constantly gets louder and louder. It grows the entire song. And this is their first number one hit in the U.S. With or without you. I mean, maybe there's some Depeche Mode or In Excess in here, right? And they must be a little bit related to some of the other British sound that was coming out at the time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I do think I do think The Edge is a pretty... Like, The Edge combined with Brian Eno, who helped produce this, I think that they're pretty open about to Davis. These. Lots of echoes, lots of interesting effects. <laughs> one of, one of the things I like most in this song, I think there's one or two other ones that do this, but the song, I think, is pretty heavy on the tambourine. You can kind of hear the tambourine in the background on this Wait one. I don't know if you guys noticed that at all. It's kind of shimmery. Yeah, I can hear something back there. Yeah, I got right? it. Right? Yeah. And remember, we've talked before about how I don't like when the lead singer bails on the band. They should be up there playing the tambourine. Yeah. I heard it here, and I think the tambourine adds something. So I thought we could do a quick list of the greatest tambourine songs of all time. I love it. Uh, I love this idea. Did Bottom play tambourine? I, I, in my mind's eye, I can see him up there. I don't know. You'd have to ask Matt. He watched the documentary. Now, Russell, I'm just going to ask you right away. I'm sure it's part of your bit, but why is Tambourine Man not on this list? Because Russell hates, absolutely hates. Bob Dylan? Bob, yeah. I think we already, isn't that on uh, the freewheeling or it's on one of them we've already covered, I believe, isn't it? Oh my God, so you're not even doing songs we've covered at all? And I I actually (gasps) think if you go back and look, I don't know if the tambourine is that prominent. I don't think there's that much tambourine on tambourine, man. I think think some of them are kind of a a bait and switch like we talked about earlier, Rob. Sometimes the tambourine man doesn't have a lot of tambourine. Bait and switch is one of the magazines that was in the uh, catalog, so that was good. I got that. (laughs) You know what? Bait and switch is about women with switches. And then you'll never guess what you like sex Is it still funny? It's still funny, right? And then up at the cabin, they have the switch and bait. That's for the wife swaps. <laughs> Speaking of wife swaps, the first guy the on the list. Jack off. The first guy on the list, I think he wife swapped with George Harrison, right? Or he, he stole <laughs> yeah, her or he did. something, that right? Clapton? Yeah. So the first song on the list that features the tambourine is After Midnight by Eric Clapton. Oh, that's a good song. Listen to that tambourine. Back there. Where that tambourine's going, man? Oh, shake the tambourine. Right? Yeah. After midnight. That's a good song. I know he stole all his music, but this is a, this is a good song, yeah, right? It's a good song. Yeah. I think he stole it from a guy named uh, JJ Kale or something like that. He, he actually wrote the original about five, six years before this one. I'll tell you what, though. If it was after midnight and somebody around you was shaking their tambourine, you'd just want to fucking kill them, right? Like, could you imagine <laughs> anything worse? Nobody has a sound. Oh, let me turn on my quick sound machine. Uh, let me just... Okay, wait a minute, guys. This joke is going to be really good, but you got to hold on for just a second. Aaron, while Rob's looking that up, uh, what would you think if your son, the trained musician from two trained musicians... Wanted to be a tambourine player in the band growing up. I mean, we'd say, do if you're going to be the tambourine player, you you should be a good tambourine player. Be the and have best fun one doing you it. can be. Be the best one you can be and have fun doing it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, sometimes people will say, "Why do you still do the podcast? Nobody listens. You stay up late. It's obviously affecting your health negatively." And the answer is for jokes like this. <clears throat> can you imagine if it was like, "Sweetie, okay, I'm ready to go to bed. Let me turn on my sound machine real quick." 
sounds like a rattlesnake. <laughs> like, wow, this guy's really letting it all hang out next door. I love that tambourine. It's so relaxing. Well, if I heard this song and it was 1968, it would have probably caused me to dance with the music. And that's the next song on the list from Sly and the Family Great. Stone. Oh, Russell. Yes. Listen to that tambourine. Man, you hear it there? Yes. Sometimes it's kind of faint. You got to really listen for it, but. No, I'm kind of. This a really adds something to the song, don't it you think? It definitely does. Listen to that. And actually, you two covered this song once at a concert in Mumbai in 2019. They covered Dance to Are the you Music serious? by Sly and the Family Stone. Oh yeah. Wow. This awesome. also, I got to say, if, if I could have one thing be on the internet of me, I played trombone for the combo that backed up the high school show choir and we they did this song and I had a little I had a little special trombone section on that song and if that if that existed on the internet I would tell everyone to google it but I don't think it does. Let me see if I can. Was this when you guys were burying the bone? Yeah, I was burying the bone somewhere, man. You guys know? Nice. <laughs> Next song on the list is from 1966. Aaron, Aaron, I don't mean this to be mean, but the highlight of your life is so sad to me. Well, you're, the highlight of your life is getting two burritos from the same lady or burritos from different ladies. Like, I mean, come on. Everybody's got their own thing. That's true. That literally is highlight. You're right. I get it. Actually, Aaron, I think that was the most erotic part of his life. Like, that is favorite. Oh, yeah. My neighbors next door were definitely hearing this all night long. <laughs> Next song on the list, this band, this song's from 1966, and I don't believe the, the, the band actually played any of the instruments on this, but it's the Monkees, I'm a Believer. Oh, listen to that. Hearing that tambourine? Yeah. Does anybody know who these musicians actually were? It's like the- I don't know. I just, I read that the Monkees sang the song, but didn't play any of the instruments on this. And I think them not playing some of the instruments actually started some of the disagreements between them, which eventually led to their breakup. Oh yeah. No, they all, the they all got picked up because they were good looking and they wanted to be on the TV show. They was like, Hey, we got to make a TV show about the Beatles, but they can't do a TV show. So let's do the Monkees. And guess what? I watch a ton of the monkeys growing up. I watch that show all the time. Couldn't tell you a single thing that happened, except they do get pushed in a bed down the street at one point during the introduction. All right. Do you get a quick, quick trivia question. Do you guys know who wrote the song? I'm a believer. Uh, I'm a believer. I'm going to say Stevie Smokey wonder. Robinson? Cause it seems like he wrote almost everything. It's actually the next artist on this list. It's Neil diamond wrote. Oh, I'm a believer. Yes. And the next artist on the list is Neil diamond. The song is cherry, cherry from the same year. Do you hear it back there? Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. listen to that. That's great. Believe it. I forgot you wrote a lot of songs, didn't you? Kind of an upbeat. I think that tambourine adds like a, a spice. It adds a little bit of a upbeat, Ooh, a a, upbeat sound to these songs. Don't you guys Has think? there ever yeah. been a musician that is more fun to listen to and more disappointing to see live than Neil Diamond? Like every time I listen to him, I'm like, yeah, I fucking love Neil Diamond. And then I see him and I'm like, ugh. You've seen him live? No, but I've seen him like in movies and stuff and like <laughs> videos and he looks old as shit. Well, here, I'll just show you. Okay. You know, there's one person who actually performed his song live or a band. It's been you too. I think they've covered uh, Sweet Caroline at numerous concerts. Oh, uh, there we go. I now you like just tell me. show would be good. Yeah, of course it would be good. He's, He's got a million good right? songs, but look at this guy. You, you want to, I mean, look at this. Doesn't he just? He just looks like a Vegas show person, right? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in for it. And everybody in his band is old. This would be such a bummer to go to for me. 
Well, now wait a minute. Actually, I'm kind of enjoying this. Never mind. That's I'm wrong. Yeah, let's cancel the podcast and watch Neil Diamond videos. <laughs> All right. Last song on the list is from 2011. This is Florence and the Machine. The song is Shake It Out. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Listen to that. Can you oh, hear yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I knew this was Florence and the Machine. You did? Oh. Florence and the Machine are extremely underrated, at least yeah, they, for my... They, make, they got anthems, right? So good. Unbelievable songs, yeah. I actually read Florence Welch said that Bono taught her how to dance in high heels. They were touring together, and he tore his pants, oh, so he essentially God. taught her the way to perform on stage without actually really moving. Well... The guy's a professional. I, that's... <laughs> We'll let somebody call in and talk about it. the Richfield dance. Is, we've we've established that where you can you just you stand in one spot the whole time and you can it's essentially not even, just it's get not all two step right. Nope, just get all the moves out and it looks like you actually know what you're doing, but your feet never never move. The first the main key of the Richfield dance is you first get everybody a quadruple shot in a normal sized cup. <laughs> <laughs> Rumplements preferred. Yeah, it seems to help all the dancing. I, well, you know, if you guys, I mean, if you're going to talk about ripping your pants on concert, you guys remember when I introduced that band in college and I spent all day preparing for this. So I uh, went out, I introduced the band. I said, hey, you know, here comes this band, blah, 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 blah. Who was the band? None liars of us remember that. Liars and Saints. Yeah, Liars and Saints. Of course there's Liars and Saints. Yeah. Okay, on tour now. Check them out. So it's not, I'm, I'm, I introduced Liars and Saints and because the, the band said, hey, Rob, can you come on and introduce us? I said, yeah, come on. So I introduce them, right? Wearing these pants, turn around. I had cut the pants in half, not the butt cheeks, not any, the whole back of the pants gone, just cut them all off and had taped (laughs) the pants to my body using like duct tape, including the crotch part, which I had to have Jenny and Sam help tape in the back before I went on. So I had to like walk out, introduce this band and then turn around and it's just my full naked butt so i guess that's another naked story i forgot to tell you guys about so something to think about and there's a, the i have a series of pictures told it on the podcast I have a so series of pictures the story I have a, anyway i have a series of pictures from it where you see me introducing you see me turning and then you see the crowd going like this ah it's like you see lincoln get shot i do have a vivid memory of that though i you've we've talked about this before but i that's one thing i'll never forget all right, so now let's get into all the songs we don't know. Russell doesn't yeah, know. No. Bullet, Bullet the Blue Sky. Well, well, this song's playing. I was thinking on this album, the, the first three songs compared to the rest of this, it's like dating. If you start dating someone new, you don't take a fancy trip. You don't go to a, a fancy restaurant. You don't go to an amazing concert because there's nowhere to go but down from them, yeah. right? Like. Right. This album, there's nowhere to go from but down. Don't you guys think? Am I yeah, wrong? The pacing is terrible. Yeah, they put all the best ones in the first third. It's totally then, true. Even if things are good from here, it's like, well, you're not going to top these first three songs. You got to split them up or something. Now, something. now I'm going to start giving you guys some of these pretentious facts for the song. For this one, uh, Bono asked Edge to put... El- I'll be back in 10 minutes, guys. Put, yep. Bono <laughs> asked Edge to put El Salvador Chicken through basket time. He asked Bono asked the Edge to put uh, El Salvador through an amplifier. Makes you th- <laughs> makes you think. Okay. What? Meanwhile, I asked Aaron to put El Salvador through an amplifier, and he does this. Fucking hot sauce. Okay, that's not funny yet, but it's gonna be. It's gonna be soon. Uh, Red Hill Mining Town. Now you might say, "Hey, Rob, is this one about one of the most famous strikes in Britain?" Uh, yes. Did we skip running up to a standstill? Yeah, we did. Next up, running to stand still. Okay. About the heroin epidemic in 
Dublin. They're always after me, lucky heroine. I kept waiting for these songs. They kept they would like build towards a chorus, like build towards something, a an epic point of the song, and then the epic point of the song never really happened. Yeah. Yeah, some of these songs just exist on a certain plane and don't. And I picked the most I don't exciting know which parts one of these, these songs. Now, I think I've told my story about this album, which is that my my first roommate my freshman year would like to go to sleep with music on. Oh. And it was either this album or Jewel Pieces of You, but his uh, CD player would also start skipping and repeating tracks. So I would wake up in the middle of the night and just hear one of these U2 songs over and over and over again. So it's also a reason why I would never, ever choose to listen to this album. And listen, I hate to repeat stories, but you know what my roommate listened to freshman year? In time? Yes. And you might say to yourself, Rob, how did you get to the part where he says you got to go back in time? Because he says it 100 times during the song. You can pick any time. Watch, watch this, Russell. I'll just pick this time. Does he say it? Oh, wait. Sounds like there's a sax solo. Oh, that's a nice sax solo. It sounds good. This is not the one of the greatest of all time, so. No. Didn't make the list. I was going to say... <laughs> I was going to say Aaron's roommate listened to you too. Rob's listened to... Fuck it, told you. Fuck time, told you. My roommate was the guy who would turn on the offspring, blast it as loud as he can, and lock the door and let everyone in the dorm listen to it. Yeah. Matt, yep. did you have a freshman roommate? What was their annoying music they listened to? Um, I had two freshman roommates. The wow. first one was about 5'2", had blue hair, and was on like 10 pills a day for ADD and all sorts of other stuff. Nice. And he was out of there by about November 1st. <laughs> and then I got a new guy. Second semester you know so after j term and he he was he was a foot he was gonna play football but then he was gone by uh um by spring break and so if, if <laughs> man, can i just say this and i want to i want to yeah. talk seriously for a second about you know going yeah. to college and stuff if i hadn't had a roommate in my freshman year i would have died from masturbating too much i would not have done anything else <laughs> I would have come out every day and just been totally desiccated. I would have looked like an old tree. Well, I'm still Get here. This guy some water. I didn't die. You know, they fucking show those guys from like China and they're like, this guy's fucking 300 years old. That would have been me. Rob, you having a lock on that door, like here in the creaky steps of the door room would just been a bigger turn oh right? Knowing that no one could get in. Oh, can you man? I mean, going back to the days, it's like, all oh, right, I'm going to jack off to the CRT monitor. I mean, it was so big. It took up most of my desk. <laughs> Rough stuff. Everybody walking by. Let's smell like mulch over here. Makes no sense. Oh, God. Uh, now, you might say, hey, Rob, is this next song about the biggest strike ever in the UK? And the answer is no, yes. Say that. Red no, Hill Mining Town. I thought this was almost about the United States. I thought it was about El Salvador. I'll tell you what, this is an album where if you do research on it, it's infuriating. Because I think, again, I think he's just a guy who says whatever he's thinking at the time. He's like, oh, yeah, the song's about this, the song. He goes to El Salvador. He's like, oh, the song's about that. The song's about Ethiopia, whatever. This is the point in the album where it's like it's fine to leave it on and just ignore it. But no, yeah. I don't know. I didn't know these songs were about anything. Or, or do a podcast about it. That's fine, too. It's or not a waste of time. Turn it on and do a podcast. Jack off or whatever. What really drives me crazy about this album is I feel these songs are not pretty.
produced very well. I don't think the voice is clear. Oh, I don't think the guitar is clear. I don't think it sounds very good. I don't like the way Brian Eno produced record sound. Wow. So you, if Brian Eno was a guest on this podcast, you would say, Brian Eno, I don't think you did a I'd good say job it on right, Joshua Tree. I'd say it right to his face after I was done explaining why Hot Sauce on Feet is so funny. That would be, I would love The, the only thing I read was that Eno was into the Smiths and then My Bloody Valentine at the time. And oh, I can totally hear where yes. he's getting to this, like, Again, the shoegaze yeah. type, yeah, just like nothing right. makes sense. We're just kind of blending you know, it all together. So, this, you know, I don't know. This really sucks that I do all this work and then Matt's one piece of research is better than every other piece of research I've done for this album, period, total. Well, you I, did all your research Matt's on Bono. Bono sucks. Yeah, it's true. Matt, you, God, you're good, man. In God's Country, they didn't like this one, but they were like, we need an up-tempo song. <laughs> this one felt like the most similar vibe to the first three. It's yeah. not as good, clearly, but yeah, well, I, appreciate, I appreciate that they wrote a song about their time hanging out in Richfield, Minnesota, you know, in God's country. But, you know, I don't know. It might be a little pretentious. <laughs> Bono, no, man, I don't want to make your pretentious meter go off. But Bono said he didn't know if the song was about Ireland or the United States, but eventually dedicated that song. To the world. To the Statue <laughs> of Liberty. What a... Oh, <laughs> God. And I say to you, Bono, for dedicating a song that nobody remembers off an well album saluting. that turns out not to be maybe their best. It's actually just three good songs. Rob, I'm, I'm holding up a torch like the statue. Like, you're coming to Ellis Island okay. to see me. Do you, think, do you think if, like, Ireland or Northern Ireland or whatever would have said, like... This is the greatest song ever. This is our national. Do you think he would have ever said, well, I'm not sure if it's Ireland or America? Or, or do you think, oh, I definitely wrote that. This just, I was thinking about the motherland, you know, that kind of, oh, God, it's just dripping. Bono, <laughs> America loves you. And because of that, we brought you these freedom fries. This podcast. <laughs> All right. I knew that sound clip was going to come in handy when I put it out about six weeks ago. Next up. <laughs> Trip Through Your Wires. This was actually supposed to be, instead of this song, it was supposed to be the sweetest thing on the album. But instead they this put is this my one. fourth favorite song on the album. This was the best, best song on the back half. Sounds like Nico Case. Can you believe, believe that Sweetest Thing wasn't even released on an album? It was the B-side of the Where the Streets Have No Name single. That's crazy, right? It's that old. I didn't know Sweetest Thing was that old. It's better than most of They left Sweetest Thing off for Red Hill Mining Town and Running to Stand Still. And oh, you country. mean the song about know, the man. biggest strike in UK history, Aaron? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rule of threes makes Aaron laugh. You're trying to turn me into an anti-labor person here. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I think Bono was actually playing the harmonica on that. And there was a number of groups. They actually went on tour. I don't know. Did you guys go to the Joshua Tree uh Tour back in 2017, a few years back, didn't they play at US Bank Stadium? Did you guys go to no, that? I did no? not. Did they play at US Bank or did they play at the bank? I forget. I think they, either one of them, US. Yeah. I thought they played at the big at the Viking Stadium in 2017. But there were a number of bands that went on tour for the with them on that uh, Joshua Tree tour: Mumford and Sons, the Lumineers, one of the Gallagher brothers, and then Beck <laughs> actually opened for seven shows, including at US Bank Stadium. Oh shit! And at in one of those con at all those concerts, he played the harmonica. So while Bono was playing the harmonica, I think Beck also played the harmonica at US Bank Stadium at the Joshua Tree Tours. This song is called One Foot in the Grave. Check it out. You wanted to jump like two something, probably. Oh. <laughs> no, this is good. It 
Point is, when it comes to playing the harmonica on the Joshua Tree Tour at the U.S. Bank Stadium, who did it better? You know, Beck did it better. I'm going to jam a little bit here. <laughs> we get a triangle in there or not? Oh, you know what I just deleted last week? What? I just deleted the longest harmonica note ever held. I just deleted that sound clip. I was like, we'll never need that again, ever. <laughs> and then you do a harmonica bit. Dang it. What a bummer. <laughs> Failed. Uh, yeah, you know, Russell, I did go to... Um, I actually did see that U2 concert, but I um, sat up top, so I couldn't really... Couldn't really pick out any of the songs. <laughs> oh, that's not nice. <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> oh, that's a good bit. All right. Uh, now, next up is uh, from a TV show that I'm sure Aaron's watched, One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. Did they use this in the TV show? I don't think so. One Tree Hill was about this place in New Zealand, and this was all about their roadie uh, from New Zealand who died in a motorcycle crash before making this album. I feel sad for making yeah. you, you never feel sad when he talks about the macho man running into that telephone. Oh, no, call, Aaron. Wait, no, you've, never, no. you've never once mentioned expressed <laughs> any regret on that Wait, one. Wait, really? I haven't? No. <laughs> you laugh every start. time Rob does Wait that. Wait a minute. I'm done Frank laughing. Carol, wait a minute. I know you got to get to that YouTube show and you're going to speed off real quick on your motorcycle, but let me just tell you, I've been having heart problems. Oh, boy. Running out of gas okay. real quick on that one. Actually, Aaron's not laughing at this one anymore, Rob. We might have outplayed this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Too far. Mm, it's almost like we went to the we went to the mine one too often, and then we found out the British government had closed it, leading to the biggest strike in UK history. <laughs> you know, they allegedly recorded 30 songs for this album and cut 30? it down to 11. Yeah. Did they all just 30. sound like... No, they all sounded like this. You know they all sounded like this. Because they keep saying like, oh yeah, this song came from a jam. This, So I can imagine recording with these guys by their fifth album. They were just jamming all day and they'd be like... And then listening back to them, I mean, it's... Being like, yeah, this is good enough. Let's put it on. 30 songs. I think like, yes, like they were just smelling their own farts, right? Just like, oh, this is right. great. Farting in pillows and... Yeah, <laughs> whatever do that. In pink eye. <laughs> Guys, I'm looking for a running joke so bad. <laughs> We've got numb out of breath. It's so hard. This to do a show is so hard. Next up, exit. It's about breaking up with a clown if your ex is it. You guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, what? No. This, 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 this is about this a serial killer, but more importantly, it was a long jam, and this was just one section of it. So. I don't think I got this far. I'm mean, I'm gonna be honest. I, I don't I didn't I don't think I listened to this whole album. No, I think the well, probably the most important thing with creating an album. We always talk about where do you put the songs. If you can have a song that's about mothers in Argentina whose kids were taken away by the government and never seen again, I think that's how you end an album. What a banger! Mothers of the disappeared, <laughs> yes. give it up. This, this might be the worst final song on an album we've ever listened to. Right? I'm just I thinking. Understand. I just don't. I'm just yeah, thinking about those kids and they it. still haven't found their, where their bodies are. God, what a fucking And if you might think, hey, Rob, did you go on a deep dive today about the Madres de Plaza de Mayo? I sure did. And I would not recommend it. It's a bummer. 
What, what's the song that did, what's the song that this beat out? This beat out. Uh, what's the one that never didn't make the album? Sweetest, thing? sweetest thing. It's crazy. Sweetest yeah. thing. Yeah, that 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 the sweetest thing got knocked off in yeah. this one. I, I mean, you want to give the guy props because he right? you know cares about the world, right? I, mean, I think. Yeah, but he do. I mean, do they? <sighs> oh boy! Listen, uh, let's get into the rating system. The patented and very popular Beck did it better rating, rating system. system. Oh, yeah. All right. So, listen, this rating system, we are talking about the real 135. Okay. A lot of people texted me last time and said, oh, that wasn't 135. Nope. Didn't get a single text about that, actually. Um, Zero. This is, we have to rate this on a scale, of course. Is this the 135th best album of all time? Okay. It's not as good as Octung Baby. It's not as good as some of these other albums we've covered that I've forgotten all of them, actually. Sometimes when I go back and listen, I'm shocked that there's an album I've heard. Uh, is this kind of like tambourine, right? Listen, if a song has no tambourine, guess what? That is absolutely no good. That would mean this album should be lower on the list or a higher number. That would be a rolling mm. groan, okay? If this has just a little bit of tambourine, Okay, just enough to get that beat moving. Mm, just, mm. just a little tasty taste. Oh, just give me that little taste of that tambourine. A bit of movement. Okay, a, a drum in the middle, bells are on the outside. God, that sounds oh, like awesome. Tambourine. Perfect. <laughs> Aaron. Aaron. <laughs> Did you just do that? <laughs> oh, the tambourine. <laughs> just play it. Oh. <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> oh, just play some more tambourine. Oh, oh, oh this sucks. <laughs> Oh, oh, he wore me down. He wore me down. I, just, I had to embrace him. He did it. You did it, Rob. You drug me down into your to your level. So easy. No. Burn your fucking tongue. Oh God. You did it, Rob. You made this our third hot sauce feet episode. Maybe Don't get more. me started about ovipositors. Uh, so here's the deal. That would be rolling well-toned. Or if it's the band I tried to come up with earlier, where it's only tambourines, okay? That, guess what? That is too much tambourine. That is rolling bone. Should be higher on the list. Uh-oh, kind of lost track of the, uh, kind of lost track of what I was saying there. Be higher on the list, a lower number. Everybody would love a band that's just tambourines. It would probably be everybody's favorite. I mean, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, guys, we're uh, tambourine. We're going to open with Little Red Mining Town. This is Rob and the Tambourines. Stop talking. More tambourine. That's what somebody would say from the background. Uh, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Lost the thread there a little bit, but I came back strong at the end. So, And I definitely didn't kill the funny joke we had with a not-funny ending. Aaron, what do you think? Rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling grown? Joshua Tree, 1987. First three songs are great. I can't listen to the rest. It just doesn't hold my attention. Uh, rolling grown. Russell, rolling well-toned, rolling bone, or rolling groan? I would echo what Aaron said. I thought the first three were fantastic. It's, I think it's hard to live up to something when you throw out three great songs like that. And for me, it was it, I, I mentioned it earlier. I felt like all these songs were building to something, and then they just never paid off with like the big chorus or the big rousing excitement at the end. So, I, you know, I think this might have been rolling well-toned if Actune Baby hadn't happened yet. If we had only gotten one YouTube album in the last however many 20 weeks or something and there was one of them there i think i would have been good with it but i think having two of them i just it just got a little bit much for me but i will say i think if i'm going to just compare the top three songs you have mysterious ways one and wild horses from the other one 
or I still haven't found what I'm looking for with or without you or where the streets have no name. I think I'm going to take the other one. I'm going to take the one with one. I think one's the best one. song of them yeah. all. So I'm going to take Actune Baby as should be higher. I'm going to say this is a little bit Rolling Grown because I don't I don't need two U2 albums this high on the list. And big mystery what you're going to say, Rolling Well-Toned, Rolling Bone or Rolling Grown. What do you think? Well, I, I, I forgot to mention and I'll just ask, I, I, am I the only one who's listened to the Joshua Tree while driving through Joshua Tree National Park? Yes. Nope. That sounds else? awesome. Wow, that sounds... Have you done that, Rosie? Have you... No, we didn't make it to Joshua Tree. We were down there last spring. Okay. It was too well, hot. So we didn't Megan make it to Megan and Ben have, have a place out in uh, Palm Springs. Yeah, down Palm Springs there. And we went to Joshua Tree, Sarah and I, and Megan and Ben. And Ben was smart enough to put on this album and listen to it. So... We still couldn't find the tree, though. I don't know. We drove all around that park. Yeah. We couldn't find the tree. But well, he goes was, by he goes by Josh. And that's the thing. He's he goes by more Josh. Casual now. Yeah. Probably it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, look, I'll admit that the first three songs are you know bangers, right? Like they're just they're great songs. Bang bang. Fit, when you think of the late '80s and U2, that's what you think of, right? So yeah, hundred percent great songs. But my fucking god, <laughs> David and Bono, they're all over the goddamn place with this whole thing. And then you're reading like they didn't, they couldn't. And again, I, we're, we're trying not to be negative, right? But you read the Wikipedia thing and it says like they're doing albums and all these live aids and all this. And they're trying to finish the album. And Brian Eno had other commitments. So he didn't even finish the album. So they brought in their old producer and all this stuff. And so it's like. I was going to say that too, you know, by the way. You know, it's like, holy cow. Like, how is this that high up there? And again, if it wasn't for the great songs. You know, like this this album would not be this high up there, you know, but it's got great songs. It's not a great album by any means. Matt put songs in air quotes there, so I'm not sure what he meant because he said great songs. So it's well, I mean, like songs. this list is for the greatest albums, right? It's true. And we've talked about it's all the true. time. We've got albums here that have one or two great songs. And so, yeah, if you're talking about the 500 greatest songs of all time, well, yeah, the, the, you know, those songs should be on it. But for the album's sake, no. Now I know how the so, professor. No. Now they know how the professor in Goodwill Hunting feels. And I'm like, oh, excuse me, sir, you're actually wrong. And then it turns out I'm wrong. I feel like a piece of shit. I feel so You know how fucking easy this shit is for me? (laughs) (laughs) I saw a podcast on the board. Nobody's ever listened to it before. And then I did. Listen, unfortunately, guys, this is incorrect. This gets a rolling iron loaned. No way. A rolling iron loaned. Yeah. This album is so much like the classic. Like, if you think about the Irish experience as a culture, right? They're come to America. They're learning new things. They're, they're talking about this, the majesty, the wide open spaces, the, the new things they can do, the ever-present growth. Room to make big mistakes. And it all happened because of one little problem with the potato. I mean, it's amazing how much these little things change history. And I, I can relate so much because I recently ran out of bagged Orita fries in my freezer and I might move. I might leave my family. <laughs> all right, listen. By the way, things are going fine. Next up, you know that oh, George, shit. you know that George Clinton song you like? No, not that one. Yeah, not that one. Nope, no. Nope. Back in our minds. Nope, it's Maggot Brain. Back by in our minds Adelic. again. Yes. Well, I want to hear about the greatest albums of all time. But you're just too but lazy. But you're just to too lazy to look it up online. online. If you want to hear from guys who chat and then they get off track. I've got the perfect podcast for you, Jack. Beck did it better. Oh, God damn it. We don't even have a joke to end with. 
I got Fuck me. Oh, couldn't you just play some tambourine to finish this out? Just to, just to <laughs> really bring go. it back. Just to bring oh, it full yeah. circle. Play some tambourine. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank God. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. the last time I ever joined in on the hot sauce for these. Terrible podcast with no <laughs> jokes at the end. Oh, yeah. This is a Wait, I got to close all these tabs Whoa. now. This is going crazy. I got all these tabs. Oh, right no. <laughs> it's like the oyster incident. <laughs> oyster incident? Oh, we should just like this incident. album starts out great, just it's ends on a flop. A whimper. Just ends flaccid. No movement at all. I think I might go cover my dick in pudding. That actually sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> Save it.